as we speak, Gary is giving Halleck a private, which, again, I guess I would ask, is he charging for it? Which proves it's a lot easier to fight from outside the cage, which is why we do it there. It's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, you think it's going to help with the uh, knee bar defense you've rolled with Gary? Think a little seminar will do it? Um, It's a tough roll with Gary, though. Yeah. Even- I don't know that it's going to show off all of the areas that he needs to make improvements in. But, you know, Hollick wasn't doing bad in there. I was impressed by his length and just general elusiveness. <laughs> Aren't yeah. those two things that you try to fancy yourself after, though, Kevin? Oh, from your lips to God's ears. If I had uh, just two more inches, that would be amazing. He's a tall guy, though. I remember standing next to him and just... He's like six... I, I would have said six three, six four. Like I think they uh, mm-hmm. downplayed the size thing a smidgen. Because mm-hmm. I've stood next to the man, and I'm six foot. He's, he's up there. Tall guy. Uh, you can see that in the Snap City video as he and I r- do a little rap metaphorically about G and the Gee. The mm. nothing metaphorical about that rap. Raph, no. <laughs> did we get the questions answered for Metamorris Seven? You were doing some live commentary, which I'm a big fan of. I think you should be doing more. Thank oh, you. wow! Could they have brought you out of the bullpen for some love <laughs> tonight in Metamorris? <laughs> oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, I just uh, watched most of one match, and that was some brutal commentary. It wasn't great. What are you talking about? It, it's our friends. They were fine, right? Some of them were fine. Kids, okay. kids uh, I do like his self-deprecating stuff. I just heard a few zingers while I was stretching on the way out. Uh, oh, we have a lot to chat about podcast-wise. How much should we put towards Metamorris? Um, you know, I mean, enough. I'll explain what I can try to explain about Metamorris, but I don't know how that works. much you necessarily want to hear about it. I definitely am curious your thought of the entire card, because uh, the Internet's been very mean to Metamorris. Yeah. The Internet's very, very mean and misogynist towards Mackenzie Dern. They need to cut that out. What were they saying about Mackenzie Dern? Just mostly commentating about her looks. And um, the weird accent, but I thought the look stuff was particularly misogynistic. There was a lot of like the main event and the main attraction is Mackenzie Dern, and they thought they were very funny for coming up with that play on words. Clever. I saw you, internet, and I'm judging you, <laughs> Facebook. Don't make me start calling out names. I'm that guy that takes screenshots, finds them, <laughs> gives the shout outs. Um. What do you think? Let me put it this way. Uh, I didn't listen to any of the commentary because when doing my own commentary, I said, I want it to be unique, Kevin. You really missed it. I want it to be – yeah, so I heard. Uh, I want it to be very real and uh, to have all my reactions recorded on there and authentic and the highest level and it's going to be brand new and all of the good stuff. But, you know, I wasn't really uh, thrown off. By anything in particular, I did just hear her talk a little bit, and I took like one moment to hear the two of them chatting. And for a split second, I said, I wonder how they'll be. And I go, you know, I think my job's safe. You did get to hear a little bit. You got to just snip it for a second. Yeah. 
I heard a couple quick uh, little quips between the two, and I said, mm-hmm, no, you commentary is. Quips. No, you did not. I'm positive you didn't. It was well, because a struggle. I will say, the thing that they did. They put someone who's never driven a semi behind the wheel. That's what they did. You've seen Let Super Troopers. I've recently gotten into the metaphor of saying, I believe that it is appropriate and okay to critique individuals who do commentary in the same way I would get critiqued if I was doing a sweep improperly. Okay. They wouldn't just stare at you and go, fix it. Okay. You know, they would try and say something like, hey, that doesn't look good. Maybe you should try it like this. Or, hey, maybe you might want to do this. So this is the constructive criticism I have for them. When you have two people who are practitioners of the sport, the one attribute you've got going is you have experience. Now, that means that they may not have broadcasting experience, which is very important. But the last time Glover did a broadcast, it was with our good friend John Evans, who had to take on the role of being a broadcaster when he's more of a play-by-play guy. And even then, they were both, I like to play this game, I like to play that game, which can have some mixed results. But Glover's just an eccentric individual, so things kind of work for him. In this particular case, the two of them I was hoping would be able to use that experience between the two of, hey, I like to do this, you know, I'm a practitioner, I've been very decorated, and it just was very strange. Like, there was a lot of empty filler time between the two. They didn't seem to enjoy one of them taking the lead. Like, they still didn't even know what to do for most of the time. So, I just got very concerned for the both of them. Let me throw an idea My by you. Biggest... Go ahead. Should we coach people to do this? Like, we want to hear what's going through your mind as though you were training in this moment. Is that like a good one-liner to explain, like, we want to hear your sort of internal dialogue about what your perception is of what's going on all the time. But it's hard when it's the two of them who are practitioners, and if you don't have anybody steering the car, it's like having everybody in the car tell you how they would be driving. We also want to hear updates, like whose arm is where at certain times if they say change position. That's a good time, mm-hmm. and this gets into that broadcasting degree. This is a good time to explain what just happened. Like, for example, when a runner takes a base. The announcers in a baseball game will take that time to explain why that worked. Well, the reason why that's important is because the more that you can broad it and make it a little bit more easy to understand is then we can sell the sport to layman's, if you would. And I think there is a perception that maybe layman's don't need to be part of our group. But I think it'd be kind of cool to have more people watch us and the athletes make more money. Shut up. Get more people watching. Purist with your, I want to pay the fighters more and create a sustainable. Do me a favor. Go Google unpurist and let me know if that comes up as a word. Definitely. Okay. (laughs) So between the two, I was really hoping for better things to happen. I will say – from the small snippets I heard, all I could think was somebody needs to drive this car and somebody needs to really use more of their expertise. And I think Glover is more of the color commentator rather than the play-by-play. But at the same time, Mackenzie Dern isn't exactly used to doing that. So it asks a lot of two individuals who 
this is their secondary hobby. And I just felt for them. The matches themselves. Let's say this, Ken. Uh, just before that, mm-hmm. Google said, did you mean untourist? So I believe there's my mm-hmm. answer. Not a word. Okay. <laughs> but untourist seems to be on the table. So. Unpurist is the funniest word you've come up with in, in a bit. Well, uh, how do I say this, Kev? I would say, wow. I tuned yeah, okay. into some of your commentary and heard yes. you explaining that someone was dressed like a dad going to like something. Glad Mary did. Yeah. And I was really enjoying it. I was like, well, this has got to be more entertaining. What's going on on the mats? So, yeah, Vladimir Matashiko was very, very awkwardly dressed. And, like, he had the worst rash guard. It was him wearing an orange rash guard, which looked like it was bleeding orange on himself. And it just looked like he was ready to go with his socks and sandals to the nearest supermarcado. And I don't know. It just made it for an odd thing. You know, the whole hashtag that they had going on with Gary was Snap City, right? Yes. One of our friends seemed to call it Draw City. And I think that's a more accurate explanation (laughs) of what happened. It was such a sick burn. I, I had to take a moment. You were, yeah. It put a little neosporin on that tonight. I'm getting back. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what can I say about Metamorphos other than it didn't quite hit all of the levels it should have? It was. It happened. It did happen. And Small I know that people you- were conflicted on if they should or should not order it. And here's a bigger question. Should they or shouldn't they not watch AJ's free stream? Because that meant that 2,000 people did Th- not watch it. 3-8 at one point. 3-8. 3-8? Wait, sorry. 3,800? Yeah. 3-8K. I do not believe we've heard the end of that. I believe that will come back. Because mm. wow. there's some moral conundrums there. Airing it free under the hashtag pay the fighters. It's like, well, does yeah. one wrong make another one? It's like, if someone stole my bike, do I go to their house and sort of take a bat to their mailbox? Like, where are we in terms of just moving on? I, I don't know. I think we're going to be uh, revisiting that. Yeah. But when Gary fights, people are going to find a way. And I still love that that wasn't, this was a dime we got talking to Gary. Wasn't mm. necessarily going to be the main event. Even when he booked no. book Gary, which is still where I go back to like, how fucking dumb something. He's obviously, yeah, great, great match, Halleck. Uh, when Gary said, yeah, that was the main event. Like, it just cracks me up how, uh, how in and out of touch he is at times. But I was impressed that they had it. I would have I would have bet against mm. it, but people who have been following the podcast uh, know that that's not a good idea to listen to me. Raph, I'm going to need to... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I got to mute you. Mm. Dana White is calling in, and <laughs> we've got some things to talk to him about. Okay. So, again, you'd think I'd upgrade. 
All right, we're just going to put Raph on hold and bring on friend of the podcast, longtime guest, Dana White, president of the UFC, I believe still. Uh, let's talk about this first. Dana, Brock Lesnar tests positive. Just that. Yeah, you fucking dummy. Of course he tested positive. What the fuck do you think he was on? I guess I thought it was on steroids. I just assumed you had a good masking guy that could make it seem like this was a pure win. Here's the thing, dude. You, what you don't understand is these fucking dummies over at USADA, you know what that stands for? Um, the United States something drug administration? Athletic? No, you saw that coming. As in you saw that coming with Brock Lesnar, you fucking dummy. Of course he was fucking on roids. <laughs> okay, so you're good with it. You don't think it's not a problem. You're still you're going to let him fight Alistair Overeem? Still you're... Listen, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do on a daily basis, but I'll tell you this one thing. Brock Lesnar is a fucking ginormous man beast, and it's now coming out that he fucking got this through his inhaler. Have you fucking heard the story? No, but that sounds like you've been paying attention to what the NBA is doing, and I'm impressed. Well, here's the thing. They've been saying this shit, and one of his teammates apparently said it, and he's probably telling the truth, because what the fuck do I know? But I'll tell you one fucking thing, which is this. How great of a week am I having otherwise? An amazing week, which takes us to question two. You sold the UFC for $4 billion. Why are you still president or spokesperson or what are you? I don't know. Is this like a transition thing? Are you lame duck? Where you at? Uh, It's one of those things, you know, like Jenny Craig as Jenny Craig. Like I'm Jenny Craig of UFC. You know what I mean? Yes. So is that code for you're going to be? on a yacht with Leonardo DiCaprio in six months? Yeah, uh, whatever the fuck that means. I'm always on yachts with fucking DiCaprio. He's my fucking boy. But let me tell you something, though, Kevin. Now that we really start to get down to it, this fucking UFC sale is so fucking big that I look at other people and I go, you're just an idiot. You guys don't make the cash that I do. And now we all know that I work for incentive bonuses. So no wonder these fucking athletes don't get paid. Well, that... Nice model, by the way. Were you worried when people started to get to see the books and kind of the inner workings of the UFC that would hurt public perception of you? Nah, I mean, it's kind of hard to go lower from low. Yeah. Well, no, it's not It's not impossible. You've been invited to speak the Republican National Convention, which is officially the springer of conventions. They're... I don't even know how to get started. Why are you going to speak at the Republican National Convention? Let me tell you something, you fucking bleeding heart liberal. I'll tell you one fucking dumb thing, which is this. Dana White goes wherever his fucking buddies go. And if you didn't think I was going to vote for fucking Trump, maybe you don't pay attention to the fucking stuff that comes out of my fucking mouth. I'm tired of this fucking political correctness. And, you know, it's like when I look at somebody, I go, that's an Asian. I want to call him exactly the racial shirt I've got in my fucking mind. So, you know, that's the America to make great again. That's all I'm saying. You know, the thing is, is I've got now I got to give like a fucking speech at this fucking big thing. Yeah, all you do. I don't even shit about. But I'll tell you one thing about that. Ask me if I've written anything. Have you written any? That was going to be my next question. I have. Have you started working on this? Have you hired people to help you? Nope. Oh God damn it! This is gonna. You need to. Why? Because Dana White speaks from his fucking heart. Oh please. You know what? Let me. Let me give you a little taste about what I've got later oh, this week. God, okay? yes. This is what I was. This is really all I wanted to ask you about. 
the RNC. I can't believe it. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to speak. A l- I'm going to project a little bit because that's how you speak in front of audiences. So okay. I've heard that. I've heard that. Hey, you fucking dummies! Look at you guys, fucking Republicans. Am I fucking right? This is going to be a badass fucking card. We got Donald Trump on this card, not, not and in card. the co-main event, Dana. we've got Mike Dana. Pierce, Mike Prince. What's his name? What the fuck's this guy's like, fucking fuck? It's Pence. Pence? It's a president. Your president. It's not a UFC card. It's his co-main. He's got his co-main with oh, Mike Fence. And uh, let me tell you something about Donald Trump. A long time ago when the UFC was in the fucking shitter, Donald Trump made it come out of the shitter because he was like, hey, you fucking dummy. You're fucking my kind of people. And I was like, man, this guy says nonsense and gets away with it. That's my kind of fucking guy. So uh, I guess what I'm saying in closing is vote Trump, make America good again, and uh, you know what I mean? Like, don't let the fighters' union ever happen, okay? Hey, you guys have been fucking great. I've got lots of cash. Okay, get the fuck out of my way. Ladies and gentlemen, make America great again. Sold the UFC to a Chinese also, media I'm company. Also, for Gary Johnston, but I'm just doing this as a favor to this fuckwad. Okay, oh, bye. Okay. okay, once again, sold the company to a China based media company make america great again dana white raf i am more assertive than ever in our analysis dana white should not be going to the republican national convention or maybe he should i don't know what do you think he's gonna say be honest i think he will give more jobs to the people and by more jobs, I mean the guys who work the seven-second delay. So maybe they'll make it again. I don't know. Maybe they'll, on the backs of people that bleep cuss words. I don't understand even like what he's going to bring to the table. I guess he's going to talk about entrepreneur. Oh, my God. Oh, it just hit me. He's going to make so many fight metaphors. Oh, no. Every lead-in is going to be like, this is a guy that knows about fight, that knows a thing or two about fighting. And he I'm knows about getting knocked down. And it's amazing how I was able to do that myself. Oh, very strange. This, and people are going to associate my hobby with this dipshit. Oh, fuck you, Dana. God <laughs> damn it. Oh, now it's personal rap. Oh, an overzealous racist, Oopa Loopa, and Dana White's like, yeah, let's go to Cleveland for a fucking night and make a career mistake. Brock and Overeem fight in Mexico. It's a wink-wink, sort of <laughs> let the juice in. I'm buying that fight. Raph, is that what the people want? I guess. If they let him do this, because if that inhaler story, which is hilarious, is Very true. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I have bigger concerns, Kevin, and I, I don't think we should go any further than the concern that I would like to bring up. Yeah. I know a lot of people are talking like Mark Hunt. Oh, man, it's so funny. He wants half of Brock Lesnar's pay, which was $2.5 million, which I, I understand, and I think that's great for him. I do maybe have one other thing. Yeah. Which is, I'm not as sad about Mark Hunt being cheated, but I think The Undertaker deserves the ability to contest his WrestleMania loss, which ended the streak. That is the fairest shit I've heard in a while. Could this impact that? Listen, it's all on the table now. 
Oh, major bummer. Dana, why don't you skip the fucking convention and figure out what's going on with your best fighters and why they keep failing drug tests? Why don't you do that while you're giving fight metaphors? Can we ask another important question? The Undertaker's getting robbed here, Raph. We have a real chance to see that kid cry again. And damn it, I want to see it. This time with joy. It's a comeback I have to make you really kind of understand how important it is that Brock Lesnar... And his integrity with The Undertaker is kept to the utmost. Because you're a sports guy, and you understand that other sports have actually covered The Undertaker's streak. Is this not correct? That is, he transcends. I would say he's probably like the one of, he's right up there with Hulk Hogan, Randy Sav. Everyone knows who The Undertaker is. So when you have someone who's that that visible, who gets a, that high profile of a loss at such a high profile place such as WrestleMania, I mean, you're ruining sports history there. You've crushed it already. This is like if they came out and they took away LeBron's Cleveland title just today. They were like, <laughs> nope, shouldn't have suspended Draymond. It's a tie. <laughs> Crushing. Yeah. So, okay, so that's the one side of it. Now, if we're going to go back and start talking about the more realistic side of, all right, Brock Lesnar, et cetera, et cetera, that sucks. Hmm. What does this all mean, right? I do find myself trying to figure that question out because I'm not even sure I know. With, I mean, okay, so now you've got this whole thing with, what, Overeem, which I don't really care about. Does this mean that Brock Lesnar can't compete at SummerSlam against Randy Orton? And then if that's the case, does Brock Lesnar use this as the ability to get out of his WWE contract? I mean, there are a lot of questions, but the biggest one is this, Kev. Why is it that Brock Lesnar took a test that didn't come back until after UFC 200? I don't get how the tests don't get done in time for the events. Do you understand that if you and I didn't turn in a paper in college – that they would say, you just kind of failed that assignment. Here they go, you know what? It's totally cool. I know they say it's due before UFC 200, but you've got like a leeway week and a half or six months, whatever. Six months, whatever. Also, what the fuck is with that? It really does. And I think I can summons maybe why the results didn't find their way. Mm. And that might have something to do with the $2.5 million Mr. Hunt is seeking in this case. And I think <laughs> Judge Judy should hear this one if I could just throw out an option. They probably have lawyers, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. This is uh, also goes back to how much was Brock being tested beforehand? If, you know, five times. He was being, he he was tested. being tested the most. Do you remember when Dana White yeah, and everybody I do. was saying, Hey, shut the fuck up. He's fucking been tested more than any fucking other athlete in the entire fucking world. I remember it as though it was two weeks ago. And (laughs) it feels like maybe that wasn't on the up and up, which to Gary Toden's credit, it's the night of Gary Toden. He did also particularly said, oh, I'm sure he has. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, I think this is proof that the if, if they were testing him, either the tests don't work. Uh, if they weren't text- testing him, maybe don't lie about it. Maybe just mm-hmm. uh, keep that bottled up. But, you know, $4 billion company. You know who else should be tested for steroids 
Ooh. Eddie the Wolverine Cummins. Holy yeah. fuck. Wins EBI 7 in... Were they keeping a total time? No. They There's should. no reason to do that with Eddie. They they should keep like a... How much time was he fighting per capita? Because he tapped the first opponent pretty quickly. Tapped the second one. Eddie, Eddie is quite impressive. Um, he may get out of this whole... EBI history books, much in the same way that Gary has a perfect submission record at Metamorris. Eddie may have the smallest amount of time in matches. It was unbelievable watching how scared people were that he was going to grab their foot and then he would take their back or guillotine them in transition and then he would attack their foot. Kev, is the crucifix the new heel hook? Yeah, God, I hope not, because I just started learning heel hooks, and I don't have the dexterity or the effort to try to get myself into a crucifix. I could land in one. I don't think I'm uh, pulling it off anytime soon. What (laughs) you have you trained with him? I know you've interviewed him several times, and you've been at some things where he's at. I just no, but he stared very viciously at my legs a number of times. You just can't stop. I honestly, when he the way and the person that it was impressive to me is who I will be referring to as the Nate Diaz of BJJ moving forward, Bill the Grill Cooper. Who it did you see the flip he did when he walked out? Like the first few yes. matches, uh, him and who was the other one that kept flipping? Gosh, he won it once or got to the mm-hmm. finals, not he didn't win it. I forget Santos, I think, but. Some serious. Oh, you're talking about uh, Rafael Domingue, uh, yeah. Dominguez. Yeah, Dominguez. Yes, yep. yes, 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 yes. The, <laughs> the flipping backwards and some of the cartwheels felt dangerous. And uh, I just Eddie put Bill the Girl Cooper was very hard to submit, as you saw. Very hard to submit. Just a breeze, no problem at all. I think the interesting thing that we saw from a bulk of that competition, at least in terms of uh, our good friend, Eddie Cummings is that he didn't try to wrestle these people literally sat to guard. They joke about this. Danaher put up a post being like, we laugh at him doing any wrestling or stand up. And you want to say like, Oh, sick burn. They totally got you, but he doesn't need it. How fucking insane is that? I don't, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about some of the movements and I'm thinking about like, even (laughs) he doesn't, I guess. Yeah. Why would you stand up? Who gives a shit when you could do that? I (laughs) Tanner's why do we not get, uh, I want more. You and Danaher need to talk about a late night show where you guys just agree to meet up for 10 minutes and talk about philosophy and questions. It doesn't even have to be about <laughs> grappling. Like I'm kind of curious what he thinks about the new Ghostbuster movie. I, you know, he's got opinions. Jiu-jitsu guys in a car getting coffee or grapplers there we in go. a car getting coffee. Perfect. Mm. God, why hasn't anyone thought of that? Sounds like a great vehicle for something. You should do that. Especially going to be me sitting there being like, Danaher, what's the deal with heel hooks? Can I just say I'm already in? Like, I, you you sold me, and it, that was the first promo. 
uh, you coming... know, I really love, I really love speaking high. <laughs> and then I come down low and say what? Coming this fall. Hey, do you guys ever notice that the seats never come with peanuts? What's the deal? Dana Her and Seinfeld. It's going to be I, I think, confusing. If I could make dinner the George Costanza to my Jerry Seinfeld, I I would live a blessed life. That would be nice. Like that would be that'd be all you need. Uh I'm also you saw fight to win Lovato versus Cyborg. Did you have any more yes. EBI? I'm sorry, I didn't. Did you have any more EBI um, punches? Okay. Yeah, let's let's do this real quick. I'll, I'll kind of run down what I thought was my my EBI hit list. Uh, Bill there, the Grill, as people know, had a, an amazing thing. time. Uh, I know the weirdest thing that they said, and Paul Moran was right with me on this. My BJJ podcast arch nemesis, both said we were shocked, nay, surprised, <laughs> surprise shocked to hear the commentator tell him on the mic afterwards. Well, that was a big surprise to see you here. This is the second time they've done this. It was the same thing when they went up to fucking Josh Hinger and they're like, well, hey, you made it so far. It's like, oh, my God. Have you seen have you seen grappling? Have you seen these people build a grill? He is very well known. He's gone through a plethora of shit, but he shows one of the most promising jujitsu displays that you'll see from uh, up and coming individuals and he had some personal shit he had to deal with and if you haven't read the articles on him go read more about Bill the Grill he has been through it but that doesn't mean that we didn't know who he was so a more proper phrase is like a return to form or wow this is just an excellent demonstration for you you were able to exhibit your jujitsu hey you're surprising who knew? I didn't bet on you. You're crazy, Bill Grill. You're he so is. crazy. He's absurd. It's just but I flip. I mean, that was fun, and I thought he was – he plays to the audience. I thought him and Gio had maybe one of my favorite matches of the whole night Pissed because you had – He did piss off Gio, but Pissed if off. you noticed, it wasn't like Gio didn't like him. I think Gio was hating the game. I agree. Because, I think he thought the refs were. He was like, it was our first moment in EBI history where they were kind of giving the refs like, what are you doing? And it's really funny that it was Gio. That's the first person that there was any. Uh, and to put some context to this, it's tough to watch that whole thing take place because uh, in one thing in particular, uh, kind of with their reset rule, overtime rule kind of stuff. Bill the Grill essentially had Geo in an arm triangle that was kind of loose as Geo was trying to escape. And then I'm pretty sure ended up getting that arm triangle a little tighter when they reset yeah. him. And uh, Geo was visibly frustrated and it led to an overtime that went Bill the Grill's way. When I ran into Geo later and I was doing the Facebook Live, it was so nice to run into him. I didn't expect him to actually do anything, but he was really nice and talked to the camera real quick. And it made me so heartened to say, he was like, you know, I'm not mad at it, but you could tell on stage he was, but that in the time he had been on stage to maybe an hour later when I talked to him, he was in good spirits and he understood 
the game of it all and just saying like, you know, Bill the Grill, he's a fucking beast and I love him. And, you know, and I told him, I was like, yeah, we felt it was controversial. And he's like, you know, dude, that's no big deal. You know, nothing to take away from him. I'm just happy. And it made me so enthused to see how he had a very good sense of competition about him in a nice way and that he was respectful. So uh, that was a big highlight. Rafael Domingos was uh, just fascinating. And he himself learned a lesson in humility because – his big thing, and it is appealing to the audiences, is that he could find his way out of any submission practically except the triangle that he got put in at Geo. And I would argue, you know, he was shaking and wagging his finger up and doing all that. If he had taken it a little bit more seriously, maybe, just maybe, he probably would have gotten out of it. But, um, you know, not to take anything away from Geo, but like, his biggest displays were like showing people I can get out of stuff. And he was about 98% effective at getting out of just about everything. And then gave us a super ashy fucking somersault into side control, which by the way, I would love to do, but I will never do. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a few of those moments. You do every EBI. It's like, Oh, that would be amazing. If it were attainable, <laughs> that looks fun. I need, I would need like six people to help me pull that move off. Two, just to keep the person I was trying to edge side control safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great tournament. That's a, it's just really a, it's a watchable jujitsu. It's a blast. And Kevin, is there any stopping Grace Gundrum? Is she or is she not a secret assassin sent to destroy young kids at jujitsu one by one? Holy hell. That girl's got some skill. <laughs> Every it's Can funny also... to see kids too because they get so much better, so much faster because their bodies are figuring things out, their minds are figuring things out, and when you're applying that in jujitsu, it's just very visible. Yeah, it's just good. <laughs> it's damn good. I'll say this about Grace: I actually got to talk to her for the very first time. She makes words. Hey, I didn't know that she did. Because if you look at her at any time during a tournament, I know people say this and listen, I don't like making fun of kids and I'm not making fun of her. But like I just need people to understand that she doesn't look like she's ever enjoying it. And yet at the same point, she's the most amazing at it. So when I met her and I was just like, hey, Grace, I just want you to know you're awesome. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I was just like, oh, cool. You're talking. OK, you're, you do enjoy this. OK, good. Words. words awesome like it just seems so happy to me that like hearing that she knew that other people could recognize that she's awesome and i'm definitely not the first nor will i be the last to say how great she is at jiu-jitsu there was a big smile on her face and it just made me happy to finally meet her and just tell her like yeah you're you're an assassin killer and please don't ever roll with me but uh, at one point i I, uh, her good like (laughs) her very nice coach named jm who does the finishers podcast because jm's like yeah dude i want to get in on ebi soon he's great he's really solid at what he does but (laughs) i looked at him and i looked at her and i go grace you know you may need to start coaching him (laughs) if i'm being honest and uh i don't know that she smiled but i'd like to think that she did so she was Ta-da. laughing on the inside it was very clear oh absolutely because she's just like raf thank you god i keep telling him he's to <laughs> try to work on his uh honey hole attacks fight <laughs> to win you watched lovato versus cyborg yes 
how was it just were there fireworks when they because no gi match between these two which i think people would gladly pay just to watch them in the gym roll because i don't know i think about like the two people i feel like are probably the most devastating in modern jujitsu they're they're one two what happened it was a lot of posturing. The two are very, very interesting to watch. A lot of people were like, man, Lovato looks so good. He looks like he's on the juice, which is a compliment, I think, especially when like you hear people failing drug tests. I'm like, x on the drug test day. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Lovato, he's just really put himself through strength and conditioning and, you know, he's been injured. So, yeah, I guess people start to wonder, but. Here's the thing. Rafael Lovato is a beast. Just destructively good. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I was uh, I was very pleased that uh, we got to see the display, but it was a lot of posturing. And then once they were getting to the ground, Lovato was just working the aggression. And it's not like Cyborg was ever out of it, but Rafael was just a little bit better. And uh, one thing that's real fun to hear is to hear our good friend John Evans commentating as it's going on because he gets really excited as you know how could you not though he does get excited does enjoy the and that's one of the few matches where you without being hyperbolic could be like this might be one of the best fights we could possibly see we it's nope. kind of, you know whenever you bake a cake there's always the unknown when it heats mm-hmm. up but we had the <laughs> ingredients i'm just going to keep using really simple metaphors because i'm trying to communicate Please to do. our trump base just now just in case mm. So I'm just going to keep uh, do this all day. I was bummed I missed that. Did you? How much of the entire card did you get? Uh, I watched almost all of it, it but like I would like to bring up a certain so. point. Yeah, they, they bring up 95 people. Um, I have a very embarrassing uh, reason why I had to skip out on a little bit of it. Please tell us. Okay. My wife basically made the decision that she would embark upon the Pokemon. I have been making fun of the Pokemon Go. Yeah. And she goes, you know, let's go for a walk real quick. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Let's go for a walk. And then she goes, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I downloaded the Pokemon Go app? And I'm like, babe, it's so funny. These nerds have been all over it. I love making fun of these nerds. I like walk into another room and she goes, oh, it's downloaded. I said, ah, fuck. So there we were walking around the streets as we're getting closer and inching our way up to the main card. And you see her being like, yeah, but how do I catch them? Like, what do I do? And I go, I think you throw the Pokeball. Like, what the fuck am I saying? <sighs> so yes are you it was a very interesting. hold on are you already no no no, no, no. it was on her car or her phone i understand i had nothing to do with it oh okay okay because you know there's well, the competitive nerd in you that will always exist for what for what who how am i competitive really i don't even i would that. i would no i would like you to address this because i have a follow-up to how you will address this Okay, how are you competitive? Okay, you don't take vacation. You enjoy working through that time because you would like to break through 
to as many possible listeners. If someone breaks a story before you, writes a joke before you, you it frustrates you. You want to be first. Nah, I'm blaming that bad. I oh, would say this. Bullshit. No, it's not Somebody true. Get it's Dana 100%. bleep in turn. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be like, that doesn't sound like me. It's like, what? I do have a follow-up. But it's not even like that. And this will explain why Kevin and I are the way we are. Uh, Kelly, again, my beautiful wife, has basically said this. She's like, you know, you're very good with a number of people. Like when you compete or do something, you're always really positive. Like, ah, you beat me at like Monopoly, whatever. But she says there's like 10 people in your life who no matter what they do, you won't let them win. Kevin happens to be one of them. So like that's about why Kevin would probably call me more competitive than most people. Oh, I'm on. Okay. So I'm on the competitive radar. Okay. Yes, yes. That's that is probably the reason why you see me more competitive with you. But, I, like, it's also the reason why, like, whenever Kevin and I are talking about our roles, it's, like, those mean something a little bit more different than, like, oh, man, this guy got me in an armbar. Oopie doopie. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It does have uh, weight. It's, you know, mm-hmm. chess. Chess is more fun when there's adversaries. Right? <laughs> chess is, uh... Yes, Kevin. I, I want to really believe that you understand that chess metaphor. <laughs> On the metaphor tree. Oh, key, it's going to go deeper. It's like a good ratchet set. <laughs> you want to know which head you need to pull out and strap out. Oh. We're doing great. Hey, this was almost exclusive. How many grappling events? You've consumed a lot of grappling. You've been in the Peyton Manning weight room of watching <laughs> grappling right now. I like it. What happens at 20,000 hours? We'll find oh, out. Wow, I love it. That's so good. Um, yeah, it was a great weekend of grappling. Like I said, uh, it sounds like our good friend Vinny Magalesh ended up doing very well at the Submission Underground over with Chil Sonnen up oh, in the, the NOF. And uh, I'm excited to see the rest of that. That is the one thing I didn't yeah. get to see this weekend. But we tuned in for, like you said, Fight to Win. EBI, Metal Morris today. I feel like we, we did a good criteria of jiu-jitsu and rolling and grappling, and uh, there was a lot of stuff going on, but we live for these weeks, you know? It was a blast. We were talking about it. at the, There was a lot of buzz at KCBJJ during, during the rolls, which is fun, right, when there's things coming up that people are collectively looking forward to. And yeah. people were – when the jiu-jitsu community is attached to the social media, everyone knew about Lovato, Cyborg, EBI7, Metamorris, the underground. Everything was going on this weekend. So tons of fun. Nice. I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for like a late-night jiu-jitsu. It's time. You know, it's time okay. that uh, Colbert stepped aside, just just gave us the <laughs> slot. We could. Do, well, I think we're ready. I think the grappling community is ready. We've covered it. We did it. What's the deal with <laughs> Americanas? The, are they jujitsu? Are they jujitsu? I don't know. It's neither American nor Akana. <laughs> What's the deal? Don't get me started on arm bars. There's not a drink involved in the entire process. Do you guys ever notice when you beer and bolo? What's the deal with that? We, you I know, don't get all upside down about it. Oh, God. <laughs> we got to do like uh, the redneck comedy. No, that's not what they called it. 
Blue Collar Comedy Tour. That's what they call that. That's what we need for the BJJ. Might as well it's called the Redneck Comedy Tour. Redneck Comedy Tour. Just a ton of good one-liners like that. Look for our summer show coming out 2017. Raph and I are going to tour the country. Um, arm bars and laughs. Shout-outs time. I'll start it out. Big one to the crew over at KCBJJ. Uh, not so much to their air conditioning maintenance person. That person's failing miserably at their job, or they just don't have one, whichever it is. But it's hot for us out-of-towners. <laughs> I got back. Denver doesn't have humidity, not nearly like Kansas does. I got out of the car in haze and just started sweating. It was like, oh, hard to remember why I moved. But <laughs> kept me focused on the prize of that hot L.A. weather. Jason Bircher teaching a really cool class. Got to roll with him. Got to roll with Carlos. Got to roll with our good friend, Travis Team Money Connolly. Travis is uh, Travis is good. Travis beat the living shit out of me. All three of them did. Jason was still having fun. <laughs> Carlos did it nicely. <laughs> and uh, Travis just... Uh, it was a real... It's like uh, that first Is it scene like a in the murder? locker. It might as well have been. <laughs> At one point, I was just laying on the mat. He was like, "It's your last roll. Let's go. Keep going." It's like, "Oh, I needed the encouragement. <laughs> this is so <laughs> painful." It was after he had, uh, you know, transitioned multiple times from neon belly from one side to the other while I was just defending, 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 and then he attacked my foot. It's like, "Oh, great. That was helpful." Oh, that's <laughs> mean. Fun. Yeah. I did have a moment you would have been proud of. I was rolling with Jason, and he had a position that I kind of was keeping his foot from my hip that he needed to sweep me, but we mm-hmm. we were stuck. And I I have like a rule, especially if I'm rolling with a black belt that's good. I don't like being stuck. Like I'll do something stupid. Let's get rolling, or I'll just initiate movement. And I looked over. There was two. There was a blue belt and a white belt hanging there, just watching me get demolished. And I was like, "I'm about to do something stupid." They were like, "We're looking forward to it. Go, <laughs> you do it." And I whipped around, tried to like completely backstep, tried to left foot like all the way over to. I don't know what I was doing. Just went ahead and drug Jason around the mat for about 10 seconds, carrying his weight just so he could get his foot on the hip he needed to so badly and sweep me. So, good times. <laughs> it was, in fact, stupid. But at least it was a lot of effort. That's the good news. That's the important thing. I uh, Final shout-out is to the man, the myth, the legend, Rafael Lovato Jr., who I will be seeing in 24 hours. That's awesome. I know. Are you excited for that? I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Having been to a Rafael Lovato seminar before, I can tell you it's quite good. <sighs> Shout outs, Ref. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there something wrong with that? I noted the passive aggressiveness of you trying to steal my wind, but you're not going to. This is my wind. I don't know about whatever. You know how much better Lovato is now than when he taught you? Light years. <laughs> I don't know. Like He's got ago. so much muscle mass to him now that I'm like, man, the Lovato I knew was so lean. And Kevin, what are you going to do with that extra muscle mass? You can't do any of that. What was I going to do without it? I don't know. Uh, admire it. Just try and see if he'll uh, be confused about why I'm asking about his workout regimen while he's sweeping me. I don't know. <laughs> 
You're like, hey, you know, can I see those abs a little bit more, hey, Professor? Hot box time. Everybody's a winner. Hot box time. I'm going to motorboat Rafael Lovato Jr. <laughs> I'm going to just blow oh a stomach God. one. A little rosy. Oh, my God. This is great. This is See, here's we, we do need to talk about this real quick. There are a number of people who watch the AJ Aga's arm thing, and I just – I don't know what it is, guys, but I'll tell you this much. I guess I'm glad if you watched it, but I think it does do nothing for our sport if you're just watching the illegal version from AJ. You know, one of the things that we did the whole commentary for was so that you guys could have an opportunity to listen in if you wanted to do that. But I didn't want to have any of the audio or visual played. But I understand that AJ's gone through some shit with them, and that's fine. But this wasn't a way to continue the conversation to a resolution. This was a period with a sentence at the end of it, you know? It was a very strange thing. I agree. Not my move. If he so, did any anyway. PR advising, he can let us know. I would have told him not to do yeah. that. Still don't know if that means that uh, the FBI isn't going to be visiting him because apparently they visited him once. <laughs> I don't know about the FBI, but now there's a genuine lawsuit available. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very so, well data tracked. I suppose we'll be hearing more about that one, but we just... He was just very clear about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe at least, what, as you said, 4,000. I looked on anyway. saw 38K halfway through the Tony That's fight. the worst. That's terrible. Well, at least we know what the next super fight's going to be. If they even get to Metamorphs 8, the search for more money. AJ versus Alex Lawyers. It's going to be great. I think I should just write this as an episode of Mr. Robot. Send it in. I've never seen a Mr. Robot, but I imagine this is what what it's about. I agree. Absolutely. All right, let's do our shout-outs. Um, let's go ahead and start with our good friend, Mr. Alex Eklund. Alex came through. Uh, he was competing at EVI. He unfortunately fell to the very, very game, Barrett Yoshida. But um, Alex rolled through Breakdown Academy, gave us one of the best seminars we've ever had. Granted, we've only had two. But our two individuals that we've had him with are Nick, Gregor Artis, and Alex Eklund. You can't really go wrong there. But Alex taught us some of the amazing G-roll shit that uh, – I, I mean, John, you know when you bring your professor a gift. So I bring John this gift and I look at him and he goes, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, have you looked at his stuff? And he's like, I have. And he looks – he's awesome and this is great. And I was like, did you look at his G-roll? And he goes, I haven't seen the G-roll yet. And I was like, ooh, wait until you see it. Sure enough, John's like – like <laughs> John's taking photos and I'm taking photos. And John runs up to me and this is how I know he loves it. He goes, hey, Raf, can we um, can we drill this real quick? I was like, I'm sorry. Are you asking me if we can drill this? And he's like, mm-hmm. Got to drill it. Got to do it. I was like, all right, John, we can we can drill it a little bit. And John's just like the whole time nerd chatting with Alex Eklund and had so many wonderful things to say. But Alex brought his good friends, uh, Van and um, I forget the other guy's name right now. Oh, no. But uh, they were so nice and uh, they actually brought us – uh, the Pokemon craze into our gym, and uh, we had a funny clip that we put up as a result of that. So you guys want to check that out on the Verbal Tap Facebook page. Anyway, it was a great opportunity to get to roll with him and converse. And I got to tell you, Kev, I know he fell short to Barrett Yoshida, but he was the best technician I have ever rolled with who rolls that fast. It was debilitating, and he was basically having his way 
But at the end, when somebody like that says, like, good job, you're really good. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> no. But thank you. Because I needed it more than now, more I than ever. That. <laughs> so uh, I, I can't thank him enough for coming through and just sharing his knowledge with us at Breakdown Academy. Big shout out to our good friend, Zach Sergeant Lane, who picked up another gold out at the Dream yeah, Jiu-Jitsu Tournament that. out today. Winner via Kimura. Great stuff. Very happy for him. As he inches his way through the competition scene, he'll be going to compete next week at the LA Jiu-Jitsu World League or something like that. Jiu-Jitsu World League. So shout out to them. Shout out to also to Valley Martial Arts Center. Got to roll today at a great open mat. Good stuff happening over there. There's going to be a new whiteout tournament. So for those of you listening in who have white belts, you're looking to get have that first opportunity at a low, low cost. It's going to be happening at VMAC. I believe it's August 21st, Sunday, possibly. I would normally promote it and say you'd get to see me. Unfortunately, you will not. I will be out of town that weekend, but we want to help get the word out there. I believe admission is $40 uh, to compete and $5 to spectate. So uh, keep a look on our page for promo for that and look up Valley Martial Arts Center for more information as well. And uh, I want to thank all the people who made this weekend possible. It was really, really cool to see a whole bunch of people. Obviously, Blanca, uh, Melissa Garcia, um, all of our friends at EBI. Uh, I got to hang out with so many people. We had an open mat for a bunch of podcasters. So we had uh, Joey from the Jiu-Jitsu podcast and uh, some idiots from Inside BJJ. And they showed up and it was really a mess. But we got to train and we settled some things, but not all. I'll just say that. And, um, you know, I mean, they they like to think that they run this place and they don't. You know, they've got a lot of shit to learn and... I, th- I think they learned a few lessons when they came through. So just saying. Uh, it was actually really good to see everybody and uh, all of the people who were talking and, and saying that, you know, the jujitsu podcast, we are all very friendly and we all get along. It was nice and uh, the chance to get out and drink with them and go have a little bit of fun was, was good. And it's a reminder of how good we are surrounded in the jujitsu community with people. So, um, very pleased to be a part of the community and hopefully, hopefully, uh, making uh, good amends in our very different and respective fields. So to our good friends all over the place, including Joey from the Jiu-Jitsu podcast, very nice human being, uh, Tim and Matt, I guess, from Inside BJJ and all the other folks who we saw this weekend, including Paul Moran, who was great to catch up with my BJJ podcast, Arch Nemesis, and all of the other great podcasts, including the MMA Complex and uh, just so good to see everybody. So happy at EBI. And um, here's to more. We know that the next one's September 11th. And Gordon Ryan's going to come back, I guess, defend his title. And then I believe they're going to be having the women's uh, kind of EBI coming up next. So there's a lot of stuff coming up, you guys. And we'll try and keep you up to date on all of it. And uh, I think that's going to do it for me today, man. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and see you in LA, Kev. Three days.